Hello and welcome to the Sips Don't Lie podcast with Jane and Jenny. In this podcast we honestly discuss life, love and how to be your most authentic self. In each of our episodes we'll pair our conversation with wine that matches the mood and topic we're talking about. So pour yourself a glass, get comfy and remember Sips Don't Lie and you're starting to feel it's right. Hi guys and welcome to episode 17, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. I'm Jane and I'm joined by my co-host Jenny. Hi guys. And tonight we're going to be talking about all things authentic self and what authenticity looks like in friendships and in life. Today we've matched the conversation with the natural wine. Jen, I don't know much about natural wine at all, but I know it's the kind of in thing at the moment. Can you tell me, educate me on it actually, that's the word. Yeah, so natural wine can be seen as a little bit hipster, which is quite hilarious. Mm. Um, so there's different types of natural wine that you can get. So you can get still or you can get a sparkling, which is known for short as pet nat mm-hmm. or petillant uh, naturel. So it's a natural sparkling wine. But essentially what natural means is that in the wine production and in the winery and when it, when you're growing grapes, there's been a lot of emphasis made on sort of not using preservatives, producing the grapes under kind of organically or biodynamic um, kind of processes. And they try and limit the amount of additives and preservatives and kind of a lot of the things that they would do in the winery to kind of make the wine taste better. Mm. So what you usually find is, and I, I was talking about this the other day, actually, that in kind of bulk wine that you'd buy that's sort of super cheap and kind of five pounds uh, in the supermarket, you would usually find that they've got a lot of additives. They've got, um, potentially anyway, they've had a lot of process that the wine has undergone to kind of make it taste good. Mm-hmm. Whereas some more expensive wine tends to, because the grapes are so wonderful, they don't actually have to do as much to them. So you can get away with less kind of sulfur adding, which sort of preserves the wine. So it's a bit like salt on your food. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just a bit different. And some of the kind of haziness and some of the kind of texture and a lot of the flavor that you get from some of the more expensive wines or the natural wines would be filtered out when you would taste the kind of normal, normal kind of bulk or, uh, more neutral styles essentially of wine so with natural wine what you find is you get these really kind of interesting quite flavorful um almost like full-bodied because they've got a lot more particles Mm. in them because they haven't been filtered um you can get them a little bit cloudy um yeah they're just they're super interesting and and pet nuts are wonderful as well because they produce a more rustic style of sparkling wine than mm. something like a champagne or prosecco and they're just a bit different and i quite i think the more and more you drink them the more you kind of appreciate them oh nice yeah i'm now on the natural wine bandwagon i'm enjoying it yeah so what what have you got so uh, i've got mine's called nat cool which i thought was brilliant by abs- i'm a sucker for a good label yeah um yeah absolutely aesthetically i'm like got it um and i've seen this wine so many times it's from portugal and the grape is B- baga baga 
Yeah, I, I've not heard of that grape actually, because I mean, there's so many in Portugal that are very indigenous to Portugal. So mm. you don't tend to see a lot of them in the UK, but that's usually, and, and it's really interesting with um, natural wines is that sometimes you can find grape varieties that you wouldn't have necessarily heard of. So it's super interesting. Yeah. What did you get? So I've got um, a really fun pet nat called Piggy Pop, which Ooh. is from, which got big pig on the front. Um, and it's from Australia. And interestingly, it is made by a guy called Tim Wildman, who is actually British. And every year he goes to Australia to create a pet nap, which I think is which is awesome. And uh, yeah, so it's a little bit sparkling. Um, it's kind of like a bit of a sparkling rosé, but it's got a lot more texture, a bit more licorice, um, mm. quite crisp red fruits. So really, really delicious um, and would be just outstanding in summer. It's a bit of a shame we're drinking it in, sp- in spring, but... Um, but it's yeah, basically so- summery now, isn't it, in the UK? It's looking it. Yeah, exactly. We're getting there. Um, but what I just, I think what's fun about pet nats and natural wines is that they have gone a bit more creative in terms of their labeling their branding their naming yeah so they just feel they just feel a bit more fun and it's they definitely cool. very like cool and hipster as well and mm. you will pay a bit more of a premium for them because they usually are made um with less interventions which actually means that the winemaker has to select very good grapes and has to be really really kind of on it in terms of um what they do and very very um has to so so if you're for example if you're in the vineyard and you're producing wines biodynamically you might have to go up and down the vines kind of manually like yourself and check for things and and leaf strip whereas if you were producing bulk wine you would just go down with a machine um automate it exactly um so yeah it's completely different style of, of wine and just something that i think we're going to see more and more of which is really interesting it's exciting and i think i read somewhere that this they're better drank young is that right yeah you wouldn't want to drink i mean yeah I, I mean a lot of them are better drank early just because um yeah i i don't know i don't know whether some of them potentially can age um but yeah i would drink them earlier just because they may have a bit of kind of funk in them that might come out a bit later but mm. yeah definitely with pet nuts they're, they're 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 meant to be drunk young because they have um they don't usually seal them with a cork they just shit seal them with like a, a beer cap like a yes cap. i've seen that yes yeah, so it's a little bit different so yeah you are meant to just drink them super young super fun um they put them in clear bottles as well so they're not you know not meant for aging um because the the color of the bottle could prevent the like strike as well so that oh, can yeah. help, uh, help with aging so you wouldn't see like a really expensive wine uh red wine that's meant for aging in a in a clear bottle it would be in a dark dark green mm. or brown awesome cool so shall we get on to our topic i'm going to enjoy my wine as we go um but should we get should we get on to our topic and or the definition of authentic self. Yeah, so it's a bit of a buzzword at the moment, isn't mm. it? Like living your best authentic, like we say it all the bloody time anyway. But um, okay. I guess it's like, what does that really mean? Like, what does authenticity mean? So I'm, I've read a couple of articles and this is my best way to paraphrase what I feel it means. So it's being living authentically and being your authentic self is making decisions and kind of living every day, not led by your ego or led by the need to please others. Mm. Um, so you take ownership of who you are and what you think and what you believe and how you act in the world. Um, so yeah, you're just really showing up as yourself if you're making those decisions. And when we think of the world, some of the things that I just said there, like who you are, what you believe, like, 
you might grow up in a religious household and that is that your authentic self or is that what you've been told to believe so you I think through life you end up getting all these layers of how to please your parents your teachers your boss yeah. um but actually the true you underneath might want something different and that's where you get what we call in psychotherapy incongruence which is that tension where the mm. real you's really really deep down and it's kind of trying to get out but you've got obviously all these layers on top which are just like act like this do this but I think the key bit that really spoke to me there is kind of people pleasing what about you yeah no that makes that makes complete sense really it is it's kind of what do you what do you do you know you know how you can have integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's mm. watching authentic self kind of feels like that like doing you when no one else is there do you know what I mean yeah yeah it kind of it kind of it, it kind of is is that irrespective of what anyone else is doing in in irrespective of you trying to people please but I think you're right people pleasing is that is that key word I think that is is very true Mm. and that's the kind of I'm thinking what stands out to me that's the key thing the people pleasing bit which obviously speaks more to me as a person but I'm thinking of just all the decisions you make in life so say you you've made the decision to go and live in Japan for example but your parents and your partner are like oh I don't like that decision to be authentic you go and do that thing because you want to do it but not being authentic you just go with what would please them do you think that's a good example yeah no exactly it's kind of like when you're not being authentic you're kind of going with the flow a bit more um mm. in in a weird way or you may not maybe going with the flow isn't the right way of explaining it it's more like you're coasting a little bit maybe because mm. you're not kind of saying i want this i want that it's more yeah i'm happy to do whatever and just to see how it goes it's um, that taking ownership bit isn't it yeah yeah it really is and it's about I think challenging when people say or oh, do you want to do this and you say no because I want x or mm. you know say saying up for what you want and being able to articulate that as well mm, definitely how do you think you how do you think you work out who you really are though I think I think it's being empowered right because I think you uh, as people we are very empowered um to make decisions and I think knowing who you really are is knowing what decisions you want to make mm. um and I think a lot of people are quite well not a lot of people I, I don't know but I've met some people in the past that I've asked them like do you like where you live and they're kind of like yeah it's all right like um and I'm like well where would you want to live and they're like oh, I don't know like this was fine this was just what I came across and I was like but you didn't choose that but you mm. were getting you were in that position where you were empowered to make that decision nobody else had that decision okay you were working with budget and you know but actually realistically you could be empowered to do that for example you made the move to Manchester and you mm. made that completely on your own mm. um and that's a big brave you know empowered decision to take your life and you know go for it yeah definitely and that's that's very that feels very different there yeah definitely and I'm trying to think of ways that people can learn how to work out who they are but I think it's like listening to yourself and being honest with your answers so I think um, I was reading like when I was doing my research about authentic self like one of the activities they told someone to do was like every morning for a week sit down in silence and ask yourself questions that you'd ask a new friend that you've just met but be honest with your answers and that's where you'll see where you're being authentic or not because 
you'll either answer with what you really like or dislike, or you'll answer with what you think other people will like about you. Like, so say for example, someone says to you, do you like going to the movies? And you, and you say yes, because everybody likes going to the movies, but actually deep down you're like, no, I don't like going to the movies. That's a, that, that tells you where, where you authentically feel deep down, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that's so true. And I think as well, when you listen to your gut, that that's the main thing of like, okay, so I know when you, when you really listen to your gut instinct about what you like, um, it is another one that's just quite, you know, key, I think, to knowing who you are. The decisions that you make, if you reflect on them and think, how does that make me feel? And, you know, that gut feeling of like, does this make me feel stressed? Mm. Um, or uncomfortable, really right? Me. Uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm thinking of how to know if you're living, living it. Um, like even small things like, why do you do your hair the way you do it? Would you choose that style? Or are you influenced by trends and what people say? And like, what shirt are you wearing? What All these little things. Like I think, you know, my best example is when people are like, are you not going to wear heels tonight? And I'm like, no, because I don't fucking want to. And that's how I know that I'm being authentic. So I'm yeah. like, I, get, I get the vibe, like we're going out for drinks and we're wearing dresses and it's nice to wear heels. But ultimately, me inside is like, I don't want to fucking wear heels. <laughs> Yeah. And that, do you know, and that is, that is a really difficult trend to buck, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, what people are wearing because everybody then looks like a certain way. And then you're like, do you know what? I'm more comfortable in trainers. Um, I'm completely there with you, Jane. Like I'm always out in trainers. Yeah. We'll do it like every now and then. Not I mean. Yeah. But not because someone's like, I think you should wear heels. I think you should fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so true. It's so true. You've got to do what you think and you want to do and I think when you realize that that power is yours it's so empowering because I know from previous experiences I've been a massive people pleaser I don't know about you but I've been I'm exactly the same it's massive yeah massive people pleaser and then you know my whole life I've you know chosen decisions like where I've lived because I'm like I think I should live here like I should live in Clapham because that's where all the graduates go yeah you know I should do this and it's the should that's really dangerous um and then when you start to think okay so actually where do I want to live do I like living here you know who do I want to live with I can actually make these decisions these don't these decisions don't have to be made for me I, I can choose them it's powerful though isn't it and it's like yeah. quite scary work to actually have to meet yourself because like you said you can go your whole life not doing it and living a life that the world wants you to live versus what your lovely soul sitting inside does but when I was doing my keep going back to my lovely research I was doing on this um people who are more authentic in the way they live are happier yeah more positive and have higher self-esteem so there is something amazing in it is one of those routes to happiness yeah no, and I, I completely buy that because you're not having to have that friction between what you want to do and what you should do or who you mm. feel like you should be. Mm. Exactly. Which is, which is quite difficult. And I think you know if you're living it because you're more centred and you're calmer and there's, that, mm. there's not that conflict there. Definitely. Yeah. I think... Um, but yeah, I think it's tough to get to that point where you do feel like feel like that and are yeah. comfortable um, in that position. And I think as well, it can change. So even if you're feeling super authentic, you could go into a new situation where then you get a little bit lost and it, it doesn't take much. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I agree completely. I'm thinking about those situations is um, friendships and different friends that you meet throughout your life. And I think having an authentic friendship is like having an honest and genuine friendship. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I mean, I think in your early 20s, um, and when you meet people, you don't really know kind of who you are. And when you meet your friends, a lot of your friends are from school or from mm. sort of situations where you've been put together. Um, so you've not really chosen your friends. And then as you get older, you get a bit more opportunity to, to choose your friends, which sounds strange. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like manufactured for you because you sat next to that person in class and all those things, which I think is quite exciting, liberating, isn't it? Mm. you get to choose you know choose your your friends and how I mean it's different because because now you know I mean you're approaching 30 and I am 30 um but how do you find making friends now compared to in your early 20s like is it different I find I find I make better quality friends now so like in my early twenties, I had a lot. I was I could I could make I can make friends with anyone. That's probably one of my best and worst traits at the same time. I find it really easy to like connect with people and create friendships. But in my twenties, I would have loads of friends. So it was mm. quantity. Whereas now I have quality because I'm a, I'm a bit more sure of myself and I can you can read people a bit better. So you're like actually I've met people like you before. It doesn't work out in a friendship and you connect with other people. So I think it's. The, the opportunities are less in your 30s because also in your early 20s you're out all the time everybody's free from like responsibilities like children mortgages everyone's just out all the time therefore you're always constantly meeting new connections and whether you like it or not that tends to die down as, as people seem to settle down and move into different spaces in life so I think the opportunities might be less to meet friends but there are still plenty of opportunities what do you think yeah no I, I do and I think it, I've met a lot of people through work actually is how mm-hmm. I really really kind of made friends and I think there is something when I suppose when you're in a big corporate industry and you've gone to a specific corporate company and you've sort of chosen to be there you have identified with the brand and you do sometimes find quite like-minded people in the mm-hmm. same sort of jobs because yeah. um that that's just who you are the the issue with when you're not being your authentic self and then you're working in a career that isn't really authentically you is that then you can end up being more non-authentic because you're in a situation constantly that you're not authentically yourself in does that make sense exactly it's just like a pun it's like a never-ending vicious circle isn't it Mm. and I was quite lucky when I was in the corporate world I uh, still am, but the some of the a lot of the people I've met actually are quite nice, normal people. Um, but you do come across people that you're um, less likely to want to be friends with. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. how have you found it? Because you're not you're not very corporate either, to be honest. No, <laughs> in, nice, thinking... in the nicest possible way. <laughs> yeah, so I've, I'm thinking of all the friends I've got. So I've got uni friends, I've got school friends, I've got friends from work, and then probably how I've been making friends lately in my life is friends of friends so like you'll, you'll go to a mm. birthday party or a night out or on a holiday like how I met you Jenny to be yeah. fair <laughs> is, um you meet someone and it's a friend of a friend and, yeah. and like, you might meet 10 friends of that friend on that night but you click with one of them and I don't know I don't really know how it happens it's just a friendship manifests that's do you know what I mean yeah 
yeah it sort of just happens yeah. I think I, I've met quite a lot of people from traveling mm. which is quite cool so where I've done solo trips um and it's really been really lovely to kind of connect with other women and actually it's really nice when you go on solo trips and you do yoga retreats or something like this that um where people actually are most likely to be women in a similar situation kind of in their 20s and 30s or a little bit older and are there to meet people and to you know chat intentional isn't it yeah and and you're when you're doing something like yoga it's usually quite in depth and you're quite you're bringing up a lot of past traumas and difficult things um so it's actually quite therapeutic in a weird way Mm. what what advice would you give to someone who's like maybe in whatever age they are and they're like you know what I don't have a lot of close friends and I do want to have a group I want a gang like I want a gang of people that I can lean on for fun for support for so they're craving that kind of friendship connection like to live out through life because like I've I've gained lots of great friends in the last few years but I've also got rid of some shit friends in the process as well which I need to do because the friendships weren't great for me but how would so say someone is like I can't even I don't even know where to start to try and find like-minded people and connect what would your advice be so I think my first step of advice and and don't get me wrong I've not I've not followed this advice but if I was to do it again um I wouldn't I would start with myself like start with yourself and understand what it is that you like doing um I definitely tried like an absolute shit ton of activities like I've played rugby I've played netball football uh I've done dancing, I've done yoga, I've done literally any activity you can think of, knitting, I've done it, like I've done everything, I've done course, a course on everything, you know, Mm. my boyfriend was laughing at me the other day, he was like, you do a course on anything, you just want to do courses, oh my god, that's me, Um, so I, but I would say, you know, identify with stuff that really is something that you enjoy, and then find opportunities in that activity to meet other people because you'll meet like-minded people um I definitely did lots of things and found like I didn't meet people that I wanted to meet because they I wasn't there wasn't really the thing that I really wanted to do it was more just a thing to do if that makes sense yeah yeah I agree I think my, my advice would be similar it'd be you got to do things that you enjoy and you will be you'll you'll meet like-minded people and you'll start clicking with people and then there's also an element of you, you needing to be open so not in a don't yes. overthink it don't overthink it and think right I've joined the CrossFit gym and I'm going to make friends here don't overthink it just go but you have to be open give people eye contact smile do you know what I always do in the gym I'm always like hi can I borrow your equipment and then you just start chatting to people but I know in certain situations I'm super open but things like when I go to yoga class and gym I'm pretty closed because I just want to get in and get out and do my yeah. stuff but that that is a place where I could create new friendships but uh, in my mind I'm just closed off because I just want to do my workout but other situations like if I went to a house party with you I'd be super open chatting yeah. to everyone intrigued do you know what I mean so it's work out what situations make you closed and what situations make you open and more likely to interact with people and get yourself in more of those situations where you are a bit open and just start yeah. connecting and don't feel hard on yourself like friendships are like relationships they take hard work and effort like they don't good friendships don't pop out of out of nowhere they take really really hard work and consistency as well yeah absolutely and I'd say what I found is that 
if you can bring some like if you can meet people in a positive way while you're also doing exercise or something like that I feel like that's really like really healthy mm. so if you're you know constantly having to go to bars to meet people that's quite difficult and it's not very good for you um, whereas if you can meet people where you go and like play netball and you do it in a group or you I, I mean I have a boot camp class that I go and meet people with and it's kind of like it's quite healthy because then you're seeing people and it's it's just a really social activity that you're doing and you're also getting like fresh air and you know getting some exercise as well yeah definitely I've, I've an incident to tell you about not an incident Ooh. do you know what I've noticed in the last year I've had lots of dead friendships try to resurrect themselves um which is interesting so you know when you've like you sometimes you lose touch with people or a friend something mm. an incidents happen so you, you're not friends anymore um like one of um I had a girl that kicked me in the head once actually that was interesting what? after that I was like I don't think we should be friends we were really young at the time um but anyway but oh it's God. really interesting um I don't know if it's the pandemic and it's made people reflect on themselves but I've had random people reach out and literally say I don't understand why we've lost touch and I was just like oh that's interesting interesting right yeah I don't think I've had that I was like I know I'm cool but I've got enough friends thank you <laughs> But that's, I feel like the universe is, and I know, you know, whatever, but I, I, I feel like the universe is testing you, right? Because you've, you've actually had to make some, you, as you said before, you've have a ton of friends and you have to be a bit savage about it because, mm-hmm. and I feel like you're being tested there to be, yeah. you know, to test that kind of that boundary that you've created for yourself, mm. which has been, you know, tough to create. And I feel like you're being, you're being tested there yeah I agree because it was definitely like and it was also just like yeah it was the boundary things I was like you know what I'm really content with the friends that I've got if I meet other great people I'll make space for them which I have like through my course I've made some really incredible friends that I absolutely adore and they've naturally taken up space but when it's someone where I'm like already got that irritation feeling I'm not going to get on I'm not going to make space for them so yeah universe hope pass the test yes very good Jane very good So what do you think makes a good friend? I think it's really, really personal, isn't it? Like everyone likes mm. things. But I do think it's interesting because I think some people value friend. I value friendship really highly. It's very, very important to me. Yes. Um, which means I like quite deep friendships where there's deep mutual support and empathy and lots of fun and stuff. But I know lots of people in this world will just have shallow friendships where I'm just friends with you so we can... I've got someone to go to the bar with but when you're crying because yeah. your boyfriend's dumped you I won't be there or I'm just friends with you because you're really attractive and will look good in pictures on Instagram but actually when yeah. you're pulling your hair out because you've lost your job I'm not there so I'm not really into those shallow friendships like I'll, I'll be always be like polite but I'm just not into maintaining stuff like that so I definitely want to maintain relationships where it's reciprocal I tend to my friends tend to be I like people who are quite different to me and have different opinions and different views because I just love mm. learning. So, you know, people who don't, you don't all like the same things. You don't all have the same style. You don't have all this, have the same background. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, every, everyone's very different. I, think, and I, just, I feel like that's how you constantly learn about. So I'd say all my friends are very different. Every, the only thing that most of them have in common is a very good sense of humour, like my <laughs> kind of sense of humour. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that, that's my summary, I think. Um, I'm very loyal yes 
yeah I like that as well yeah extremely loyal which is nice because that's one of my things that I like to give in a friendship is loyalty yeah um, but what about you what do you think are your things that you've noticed in your friendships that are always there? yeah so I'm I'm a big um I I'm I'm not a big group person um and I've noticed that about myself because I always used to think oh I want a big group of friends and I see, used to look at these people out on the common with like big groups or like people you know in big groups and I'd be like why is that not me like why am I never part of these big groups and then I I I think a few times I hung out in a big group and it was because of friends of friends knew people and stuff and I was like I don't actually like big groups at all Mm. um and I'm much better off actually in a small group of like you know five six people tops um you know doing you know with as you said like deep meaningful you know friendships because I think that's just so much you know so much better and for me yeah loyalty is a big thing but also how you feel with someone is also really big like big Mm. for me so do you do you leave conversations feeling good or do you leave conversations feeling anxious oh I I tend to always feel good and also another point that's just come to me is Mm. my friends always challenge me especially some of my male friends they'll throw stuff back at me and be like this is what you're saying and I love that because it really makes me think yeah so that's another thing that I like about my friends so I like to leave the conversation to feel like I've had fun I feel supported and I feel I like that my friends aren't afraid to tell me Jane I think you're fucking wrong yeah yeah so I'm quite comfortable with that I'm trying to think of any of my friends make me feel anxious mm, no because I feel like I've done a lot of, like you said pruning the garden and getting rid of people who make me feel little or um yeah manipulated and stuff like that so I I feel like I'm in a space where it's quite quite a clean garden at the moment yeah I definitely I've definitely had friendships where I've had to say kind of how I feel and you know and and it's been not not difficult but you, you know situations change where you've got different jobs and you know things have altered and you've got to be like actually I come across a bit like this but I'm actually a bit different from what I, I come across and you've had to kind of, I've kind of had to level level again um yeah. which been which has been quite an interesting dynamic but I think there are definitely some friends that I've had and I I'm I've tried to get rid of people really that do make me feel stressed or don't feel good or make me feel a bit on edge um or you know tell me that I'm being needy if I say could you can you just give me like you know give me a bit of uh, like connection because I feel like we're good friends so yeah. I've definitely I've definitely moved away from you know those sorts of friendships where I feel like I'm being needy you know and that and that that's definitely the same with relationships as well right if you if you're feeling you're being needy then your needs aren't being met right yes exactly so for me being like makes a good friend is a friend that you can go for a walk with and you know just having like just have a good chat and you feel you come away feeling lighter and better and just like positive or like friends that you have like such a good night out with you don't even take photos because it was that those are the best nights yeah so Um, it's that sort of friends that you feel like just I'm so glad to see you and there's no like drama or anything it's just you can just sit and have a good catch-up and there's no judgment there yeah definitely I think the key word that you mentioned there was chat it made me think of a friendship that I ended in the last year just because it got to such an unbalanced place where like I knew everything about my friend I could tell you what her manager's husband's 
dog was called and all of this shit. Do you know what I mean? I could tell you every inch of detail yeah. about her life. She couldn't even tell you what my address was, what my job was. She couldn't even tell you probably the company that I worked for because there wasn't any space for me in that chat. So it was, yeah, we could be on the phone for an hour. It would be 52, 52 minutes of all about her and eight minutes about me. And there was just no, but the thing that ups, hurt me the most was there was no interest from her in me. So obviously yeah. I kind of addressed it because you have to you have to tell people who they are, how they and how their kind of actions are impacting you. And I was like, look, this is how I'm feeling. And she was just like, okay, cool. Because like, it's not that's not what she's wanting from the friendship. She's wanting all of my support. And don't get me wrong, I've got plenty of support to give friends, but when it's at that unbalanced, balanced level, um, it was making me upset. I was like, this has to go. So that's probably my little barometer in a friendship now is when it's when I'm feeling like I'm giving more and they're taking mm. more. If that makes sense. Yeah. And there is a bit of there is definitely going to be that to and fro where people are going through difficult situations mm. and you feel like you have definitely. to get support. But there is a there's an overall balance, right? And if you feel like you are kind of having to not get your needs met or you're not being heard or not feeling like an equal member in the friendship, then actually it doesn't work for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm, exactly and I think you're right there's going to be definitely situations um when there's going to be stuff going on but I remember one of my friends um lost one of um her parents and even when we'd have a conversation when you're going through something so difficult she still always asked me how I was and ask about my life which I think shows a true friendship in a way because she yeah, truly that really does that's, yeah that's amazing so I'm just pouring myself some more wine <laughs> I can't I can't hear it fizzing <laughs> unlucky unlucky um so we've touched on it before but so who are the types of people that you like hanging out with do you do you like hanging out in big groups or do you prefer sort of more one-on-one or small groups um both I bloody love like a big party I really do there's just so many people you get to talk to and meet I quite like a big group but then also I like like if it's a Friday night and you're just I don't mind going for a drink with one friend on a Friday night do you know what I mean I'm happy with either actually I'm very mm. comfortable with both although saying that though I quite like going to house parties where I don't know anyone and I'm quite happy to be in that situation I just don't find myself in you know a big group of friends strangely but I think yeah. because all my fr- friends are from different work places or uni or you know a few friends from school and I've kind of cherry-picked everybody a little bit I've not been left with a big group of people yeah I know what you mean but I think that's that's just the phases of life and there's so many different situations that you've gone through that you end up with little splinters going off to these different friendship groups yeah yeah absolutely so yeah I think it, it just changes and evolves as you you know get older and, and then you might start you know when people have families you, stand, yeah. you then start meeting up in these huge groups because everybody brings their families and kids and dogs yeah, and bloody, whatever <laughs> animals and they're all invited exactly exactly what about you you, you like the smaller do you say yeah I mean I, I do I, I like a bit of both and you know to be honest at the moment I couldn't give a crap about who, you know just as long as I can actually see someone <laughs> I did, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be fussy about it um but yeah no I definitely noticed that I do prefer like a little group opposed to a big kind of a, a, a lot of people yeah. um that, that's just me because I just you know I'm slightly introverted and can just find it quite exhausting um yeah to have a lot of people but that's not to say you know every once in a while I do enjoy it but I'd much rather go out with like a group of four people than a group of like 24 
Mm, true, true, true. Because then it's just draw. The problem is, is it gets stressful because you're like, where's this person? Where's that person? We but all to be honest, do this who is going out in a group of 24 or 30 years old? Nobody has like, that many friends at 30. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I don't, I didn't even know that many people. <laughs> 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 no, exactly. And then, so, and, and how do you feel? Your, do you feel yourself with your friends or yeah. are there ever situations where you're like oh, I don't feel like myself no I definitely feel 100% I'm, I think over, definitely over the past two three years so I've got so much more comfortable with who I am I am myself and I'm with my friends and if they don't like it they don't need to be my friend anymore and if they do they're still here so I feel very much myself those people that didn't make me feel myself aren't here anymore oh that's lovely that's 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 really good that's so good that you've got to that point where you feel you know so strongly that you you can be who you want to be which is really empowering Mm, what about you um yeah I think I do and it's nice now that I've really sort of found who I am so I can be myself Mm. um and definitely I definitely am like that and especially um we've not touched on, on kind of authenticity and work colleagues and at work maybe we'll do a whole other podcast on that um but there's there is one scenario which is actually really interesting that I'll bring up that is when I feel like I can't be myself yes okay that's interesting so, yeah yeah so there there's there's a scenario and I've talked to this about with my therapist as well because it's really interesting is some of my friends are quite silly and you know when you get like a group of girls together and everybody's having a great time and they're all being silly and they're going into shops and buying stupid stuff and I find that really difficult to be silly and just to have that kind of like nonsensical chat and that real silliness Mm. unless I'm drinking I, I really struggle with it and it stems from kind of this difficulty with me being able to kind of play and I can, but sometimes I really struggle with that real childlike silliness. Um, yeah. Because I've not, I, I didn't experience that as a child. So I really struggle with that. So most of the time, I'm really myself with my friends when they're being like, uh, when we're not in that silliness. And it doesn't happen very often, but there are periods of time where I'm like, I can't. And I don't think they'll even notice that this ever happens, but I feel really not left out but a little bit like I don't know how to be silly with these guys because mm. I I don't I've never learned this behavior and I can't let myself go in this situation so most of the time I'm completely myself and I guess I guess I'm still being myself in that moment but I don't feel like I fit in in that moment because I can't like let myself go and be silly yeah and, and feel that that's so interesting I know what you mean that feeling as well when you're like I can't connect with this because I can't do it because you kind of feel like you're there in an in group and you're just watching yeah exactly that exactly that and it's so it's so weird and it's something that you know I have to I have to work on so you know I'd find it really difficult to like if there was no one home and literally no one could see me could I put some real cheesy 90s music on and dance like mm. I find that quite difficult but would that as uh, a question on theme of the, the the thing would you be being your authentic self to be silly if it's not really who you are deep down um I think yeah I think I think you're right I think there's a little bit of me that wants to be able to experiment with silliness yeah, experiment, but I'm not yeah. I'm not that I'm not that 
you know I'm not silly is not my is is doesn't doesn't um doesn't I, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use but I, I don't identify with silliness as a characteristic that is mm. you know me um so yeah it's quite interesting so when people are being silly you know I, I struggle with that a little bit god I'm a moron I'm stupid and silly all the time but then maybe I, like on the plus side I'm not I'm not that great at being like serious and conscientious no you're not I wouldn't I wouldn't say I would I think silly is when people are being really silly like you're fun and you know like fun and um carefree and I think there's a difference between like messing around you know what I mean yeah um like just almost like wasting time and I just can't do it because I'm like it just feels just so bizarre to me mm. but, yeah it's, it's something I'll, I'll, I'll I want to work on um yeah. And I think I, I will uh, as I kind of get more and more closer to being authentic. But that was just something that came that I, that I thought of that I was like, oh, actually, that'd be useful to share. And you made me think of that that thing you said about feeling left out. So mm. I'm wondering, what's your experience? Obviously, I'm thinking I go out in loads of different groups. Like obviously, with Boris and his rules, you go out in a group of six. And, you know, they sometimes say when there's a friendship of three, one person feels left out. Are there any like friendship situations where you, you feel left out or like, if you're in a bigger group and half the group hang out together and the other half aren't invited like have you had situations like that um I don't know like sometimes at work there's always been like little cliques mm. and I, I've sometimes been in them but not not in them and I, and I try never to be in a situation where there is like cliques at work but then at the same time I'm kind of like I don't like new people I just want to stay with my friends um yeah <laughs> so it is a bit weird but I have felt a bit like everyone's doing things or got lots of friends and like I speak to some of my friends and they're like oh yeah we've got loads of zoom calls and birthdays and I'm like I've literally not been invited to like barely any zoom calls <laughs> I'm like do I not have friends but I'm like maybe my friends just don't do that exactly it's just different and I think then I need to think actually so then I'm like oh is that some, does that mean that there's something wrong with me but then I'm like well actually maybe it's their boyfriends that have got lots of friends do you yeah. know what I mean yeah and they're doing things with their partners who have then got the friends and I'm like do you know what I'm comfortable with who I have like who I have in my life mm. and I would rather actually do I really want to be sat on zoom with some people that I don't really like that much no I don't want to be I'd rather be sat at home you know with my glass of wine watching you know Disney <laughs> yeah exactly and it's, it depends like everyone's got a especially with all the zooms and stuff like everyone's got a limit where they're just like I don't fancy doing this this week because you could go on 20 zooms a week if you wanted to but I know what you mean when you see everyone doing stuff and maybe there's you're just going for a quiet period you do can make you reflect can't it yeah exactly and I think as well like with when people have boyfriends or relationships and you know sometimes that can mean that they're super busy and then they've got that network of friends and then their families as well so some people can be super busy and I, I don't I don't tend to do a huge amount with my family um mm. anyway um so it just depends you know how much someone someone else's you know stuff is going to bring to your life but to be honest I don't have space for that and I didn't create that amount of space in my life for someone's for someone and their family and all their friends to mm. be quite honest yeah. um I, I don't have that much space because I have big kind of career aspirations and lots of studying so actually you know you have to try and think about what you have and 
yeah uh, and what you want to create space for if you don't have space then you can't you can't do anything about it exactly but I'm a sucker for always creating space for like do you want to go for a drink I'm like yes whoever you are I will go (laughs) (laughs) I think I think Jane I think everyone will be like that now (laughs) yeah I think yeah I was talking to my friend earlier today actually and we were like this summer is going to be insane on the year of saying yes to everything do you want to come to my like mum's managers husband's sister's dog's baby shower yeah (laughs) you know what I mean I'm going, I'm there. What time? <laughs> exactly right. They need a gift? Fine. <laughs> like, we'll get me out of the house. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Uh, and hopefully I can come and see you after like a year and a half. I know. It'll be so good. I know. It will be amazing. And we can have like incredible amounts of wine and champagne because why not? Exactly. And actually take photos together because we'll be physically allowed to touch. Oh my god, that will be insane! Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, this is I like I like a good conversation about friendship. Mm. Okay, so we have got a couple more couple more questions. So, do you think that your life can still be great if you're not being your authentic self? Yeah, it won't be shit, but it could be better. It's my conclusion with that one. Mm. Yeah, I think live your whole life kind of wondering what if you chose yourself instead of do you know what I mean because like you're basically choosing between yourself and everything else at each junction so like if like it's like I'd like to be a pro golfer but actually my dad wants me to be an accountant so I'm going to be an accountant you've chosen what your dad wants not what your authentic self wants so it's if you can live with that then you're not going to be unhappy but if you can't it causes tension doesn't it yeah I mean I think I think you can be quite like and and you see it in movies as well where people come become quite bitter and resentful when they've not chosen their life and actually people are more empowered than they think they are sometimes oh yes and I hate it when people are like oh well I have such a crap job and you know I've applied for so many and like I didn't get them so this is all I could get and like it's really hard because some people are so lucky with jobs and you're like no 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 like yeah okay there's a bit of luck into it but you decided to, you know, have children, you decided to go for that job, you, you've made all these decisions, like you cannot step back and, and, you know, and say you haven't, because you have, Um, and you have to be who you want to be, otherwise you, I I kind of, I maybe even disagree with you on this one, Jane, I think that you will be quite miserable, deep down. I think you'll be have like a, 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 a contentment like a face painted on contentment but I think that's the thing you said there about everyone's responsibility and autonomy for their own lives and that's the biggest thing with being a therapist is you're teaching your client that they have full control over every single aspect of your life I know things happen to us but ultimately you hold all the control and when people learn how much control they have over their, their lives that's when they actually begin to create the lives that they truly want but it's that piece of choosing mm. to, choosing to have that control because you can just live your whole life and be like, shit happens to me. Like, like you said, like, where is me? I can't do X. I can't do Y. I can't get, but actually the minute you step into, I have all the power to control this is when you truly live an authentic life. So yeah, I think you're right. Maybe there's a level of bitterness, but I think some people might just be content with going with the flow, as you said. Yeah, no. And I think, I think you're right. But I think there may be, I think as soon as they open their eyes to being, you know, and maybe some people don't ever open their eyes and they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool, like as is. But I think at some point you open your life being like, oh shit, <laughs> mm. like, should I, 
like what did I really want to do is that um, a midlife crisis then do you think I was just about to say I think it's a midlife crisis being like oh shit what do I actually want I've yeah. wound up here with two kids and a mortgage and a corporate career that I don't really like and like you know and well, I literally actually, I wanted like, to live on a beach in Bali and run a bar yeah and I think you know and I you know I think that's what happens and I think for women it's earlier right so I think for earlier for women it's like in their late 20s a lot of people because I feel like a lot of women that I've met around this time are going through a very similar thought process of like what do I want to do with my life and, and, it's, when then, your, and it's when you have your Saturn return as well bit of astrology yes. there for everybody absolutely I've heard about the Saturn return yeah um and you're like what 29 and three quarters or something or yeah oh god that's uh, me now oh Saturn I think I had mine a bit before though I think I had mine when I decided to move to Manchester yeah I, yeah definitely um but yeah, I think I think men have it a bit later, um, and it usually involves you know stupid sports cars and a bit of a weird haircut or something. You know, mm, it's interesting. Interesting, interesting, isn't it? Mm, mm. I'm th- um, thinking about look at the next question. It's how do you meet the right people in life? I think you have to be really comfortable that you might still meet the wrong people in your life, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the more that you can identify with knowing who you are and what you like doing and doing the things that you enjoy, you're more likely to build to build friendships with the right people. So I think it's all about like, you know, making sure that you're putting yourself, you're setting yourself up for success. Exactly. And I think it's important to know you can meet somebody that's right on a Monday and they can be wrong by a Friday because you have no control over how that person changes. And that can be anyone. That can be your parent, your sibling, your child, your partner, your friend, your boss. You might meet them and it might be great, but there's so many other factors impacting on them as a person that their beliefs, mannerisms, everything can change, which makes them not the right person for you anymore. And that's okay. But it's really got to be comfortable with the fact that you can't control that. Yeah. And if you're, if you're, you're wanting to meet the, you know, you're wanting to meet, you know, successful business people or, you know, people with a huge amount of drive and entrepreneurship, and then you're living in the middle of like a small town with, you know, like one pub that you go to every Friday and you see the same people. My childhood. (laughs) <laughs> and mine you're you're not going to meet those people that you want to meet right it's going to be harder for you to identify and to to make real true friendships that really stem from who you authentically are if that's who you are and what you want to do so I think it's about finding opportunities and putting yourself in situations where you're going to meet people that you will identify with better mm, definitely and how do you think you can be more authentic in every day so if you're like right I want to try and get a bit better at being authentic and making decisions for me I think it's acknowledging the decisions that you have like what you said you know around when you realize how empowering how empowered you are over your own life um game changer it is a game changer yeah I think it's like you know where do you want like, like even just sit down and be like where if I could go anywhere in the world where would I go what would oh, be my, you know, what would be my <laughs> top three destinations? At the moment, it's like anywhere. What did you say, Jane? Barbados. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, and that would be your thing, right? Uh, I don't want to go to Barbados. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't say no. Um, but that wouldn't be my top, you know, my top destination. So it is, it's like what, you know, and, and challenging yourself, like, what do I really want for dinner? Like, what food do I really like? You know, what what stuff do I like? What do I really want to do? you know, and, and not 
something that you know your partner or your friends or your family wants to hear it's like no what do you want to do you know exactly questioning yourself in it everyone's going to quit their jobs tomorrow and live on their <laughs> oh i wish <laughs> so quickly go on to our quick fire round because we're nearly out of time um we've got a few questions so books versus tv yeah these are like good ways to be authentic self i'm tv yes. i can read i can read but do you know what i mean i can't read well oh see i'm gonna go books i'd much rather sit down with a book than tv oh, no it's not my worst nightmare audio books can do okay okay yeah i like that uh fiction versus non-fiction I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> so fiction, fiction is like uh, made yeah. up TV, like stuff. And oh no, I like non-fiction now. I like real stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm a massive fact kind of like give me an yeah. Egyptian uh, sort of archaeology documentary any day. Like, I love yeah, I like stuff. real stuff. I don't be and even like sci-fi and shit. I'm like, I'm not here for it. I don't yeah. have an imagination like that. Yeah, yeah, love it. Indoors or outdoors? Outdoors in the right weather. Caveat yeah, I, that one. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> uh, beach holidays or city breaks? Oh, that's a tough one. It's going to have to be beach. Oh, I think I'm city breaks. Mm, it was a tough one, but my gut's like beach. Ideally, Jane, you need to have a city break with a beach. Yeah, a bit it. of Rio de Janeiro vibes. Yeah, or even Lisbon. Cape Town. Um, big groups or small groups? Big groups. Um, small groups. And finally, wine or cocktails? That's actually quite a difficult one, but it would be wine. Oh, yeah, it's got to be wine for me as well. Although I am missing cocktails. I'm missing cocktails. I'm missing people making stuff for me and it not always being me. <laughs> and you probably overfilling your measures, which is No, it's just not the same if it's not a professional. Yeah, agreed. So any final comments on our chat? I've really enjoyed this evening and I've yeah. loved my natural wine. I'm loving my natural wine as well. The bottle's one litre though, so I need to like, it's going to take me a week to finish that or a whole day. Who knows? <laughs> it depends how bad work is on Monday We should do morning. an episode when we're really drunk and see what it's like. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do one where we have to drink like a bottle of wine before we start. Oh my gosh, that would be so interesting. That would be hilarious. Let's do it, but let's find a fun topic. So. Yeah, let's do it on fun <laughs> I think topic. We can like... do a deep and meaningful chat. <laughs> yeah, like a light chat. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, that is all that we have time for this evening. So it is time for us to sadly wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us. Please do leave a rating, review, and subscribe. And until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye.